Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you? Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I'm here to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms making the juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement who listen to our show. Yeah, and I'm Matt Sainsing. Shout out to all the moms out there, probably both of them listening right now. Today is a very special Mother's Day episode, and we're just going to be, you know, it's going to be very mom-centric. A lot of you mama jokes, maybe. We'll see. Matt and I are both non-moms, which puts us in prime appreciation zone. Yeah, no, definitely. There, there, there is no chance that I'm going to be a mom, despite my best effort. We've been trying, intellectually. <laughs> we've been we've been we've been mulling this one around. We've been what's a good idiomatic expression? We've been tossing the marbles in the air. Can we can we coin that? I feel like it's got to be something like uh, I was going to say like tossing dirty laundry in the air, but that got real <laughs> sexist real quick. So <laughs> no, it's not sexist. Anybody can do laundry. Equating laundry is a mom job. It's a mom. No, job. we're doing laundry. Okay, it's our dirty laundry we're throwing in the air, and in the air I mean on the internet all the time, every week. My mom, my mom still does my dirty laundry, so (laughs) (laughs) she still puts up with your dirty laundry. She hears it on this podcast every week. (laughs) Last year, my mom actually moved up to DC. She lives four miles away from me, so that's actually Mm kind of cool. So I'm going to see her. I'm going to. We're going to go to brunch tomorrow at a French restaurant. I think our loyal listeners will remember my mom. My mom was a French teacher once upon a time. That should be a good time. Yeah. Some of our disloyal listeners might be aware of that, too. I'm looking at you, Tom, you disloyal son of a gun. Your father's the gun. Your mother's a sweet, sweet, wonderful woman who deserves praise on this. The holiest of holy motherly holidays. Yes, is the. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, technically, I think the holiest motherly holiday. No, no, I don't know. It's Christmas. I think it would be the Annunciation. What's that? It's a it's a minor holiday on the Christian calendar uh, when the angels come down from heaven and basically announce that, hey, she's getting. She's getting it in. I feel like um, that's not even a minor holiday, Christian holiday, because we, uh, we, live, we live in a we live in a Christian society. And I feel like that would have come up uh, in my, 30, in my 37 years on this earth. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to defer to our dear friend of the show, uh, though publicly it might not serve him to admit it. Johnny Rashid, who I have heard speak of the Annunciation. But then again, he's a pastor. He does have a podcast called Resist and Restore, which you can check out. It's a podcast for his church if you're into that. Yeah. I'm into Johnny, so I listen. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm into neither, so I avoid like the plague. You're not into Johnny Rashid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's a good guy. I'm just messing <laughs> with you. He's a, I, uh, when, last time I was actually in Philly, I met up with him for lunch. He's a good guy. He's a wonderful guy. He actually has a book coming out soon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Jesus Takes a Side. Um, Jesus Take the Wheel. The- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Take the Wheel. Jesus Takes a Side, which uh, basically makes a uh, an argument that Jesus is not an apolitical figure. Yeah. It's like, it's like a gospel. It's, it's, a, it's a way of um, using the gospel to justify essentially liberal policies. I was like, like, like. Part of democratic partisan policies of that is, is, is how I can, I'm sure I'm do, not doing it justice and he would fucking correct me in a second, but he's not here. So whatever, you know, <laughs> I think he'd be really nice about it, though. OK, yeah, he does seem like that. You know, 
so yeah, but he's not a mom. Him. So why are we talking about him? You know, he's not a mom. He's married um, to one, maybe. He is married to a mom. He has a he has a wonderful wife, Kristen, and some beautiful children. Okay. So yeah, his book's available for pre-order. Maybe something that you could get for your mom if you think that she would enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but something else that moms might enjoy are privileges in society, like I found on this meme shared on Twitter. This is from Breakbeat Takeshi. You can find them at Disco underscore socialist. And they write, what are we calling this facial expression? Matt, would you like to describe this image and the text therein? Yeah, I would say this is a photo of a, a white blonde mother with a to-go coffee cup in her right hand. And there appears to be like a sign in front of her. I don't know how to describe this. It's like one of those signs where you can put in different letters to make messages. You know what I mean? Like a letter, bo- a letter board. I've got one right behind me. OK, we'll call it a letter. Yeah, board. I think yeah. it's, a, it's a letter board or a marquee board, I guess. Okay. It's about um, it's taking up here her entire torso. So she's sitting on the ground. It's a large thing. But here's the message. Moms should get a fast pass to the front line at coffee shops. Honey, you're 22 and slept 10 hours last night. Get to the back of the line. Um, I think we have confirmed that this white woman mom is definitely a Karen like this is and she's got a smirk on her face. Like, are you serious? Like, like, she's just like, she's just looks like a smug. Like what? we're talking, we're talking shit about this mom, but I just feel like this isn't bad. To, it, it's a bad look for whoever this person is. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's deal with the overall framing here. Obviously we have the message on the board and then the woman behind it, we've assumed is a mother because this would seem well, to be a very pro mom privilege message. Yeah. However, the expression on her face is kind of like it's side eye. Yeah. Like she's she's giving she's giving some side eye. So maybe she doesn't support the message that she's sitting behind. What if she is the 22 year old who slept 10 hours last night and Uh, she is dismissive of this message? No. Then why would you pose for a picture of it? I I, uh, there's there's no she's giving a side eye to the supposedly 22 year old hour person who slept 10 hours last night. That is what she's giving side eyes to. I'm just throwing out. I'm just throwing out the possibility that the that the mom who had to wait behind her in the Starbucks line is now holding her at gunpoint inside of a, an Ikea store. Yeah. And I'm, I'm shutting that down. I don't think that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, much like Quentin Tarantino interview when he gets asked about violence in the movies, I'm shutting that shit down. Right. Uh, I, I, first of all, she doesn't look 22. This, this person looks a little older than that. She's definitely, and she, she already has her coffee cup. First of all, so she's already been in line, but I just think she's giving side eye to the younger person. Um, okay. I just think, you know, why would you pose for a picture if you didn't support this message like that? Because the mom that you pissed off at the Starbucks is holding you at gunpoint inside of an Ikea. Yeah, I think that's something you're bringing to it. There's nothing in the image to suggest that's happening. Look, like Ikea furniture, furniture, I'm just putting the pieces together, Matt. Yeah, well, I can't guarantee how it's going to turn out. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, just like Ikea furniture, you're fucking it up. Yeah, yeah. You might as well call the Swedish hotline. To feel, to feel I feel like this woman, she might have some Nordic lineage in her. She might be able to yeah. figure this out. You know, she probably has a task rabbit at home. Yeah. That's a that's a type of vibrator, I think, in addition no. to. Oh, oh, well, oh, no, I, the, the rabbit, the rabbit is a type of vibrator. Yeah. And task yeah. rabbits, the service that they, they and then you put the two together and. And explosions. Then, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, yeah. so let's let's address the actual content of the sign. Uh, she got her goddamn coffee. I don't know what she's so mad about. And I don't see any fucking kids in the picture. So. She's, she's mad because she had to wait in line. That's why she's mad. Oh, no. Yeah. At a coffee shop. 
Who could imagine a coffee shop in America? And it's like a red coffee cup. It's not, it's not, it, it, it looks like it maybe it might be Tim Hortons or something. I don't think it's a Starbucks. It might be Tim cup. Hortons. I, my first thought, because I am a Pennsylvanian, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to increase the size of that photo. I tried zooming in. I couldn't really tell. That's I, I am. I am. I think it might be a Wawa cup. OK. All right. So she's a Wawa mom, a Wawa she's a- whining mom, I should say. She's she's what in Philadelphia we would call a mainline mom. Oh, can you describe that? I've never heard that term. Before. Uh, the mainline is a string of communities in the suburbs of Philadelphia that are fairly affluent. Okay, she she definitely looks like she's like from Little Dicky's hometown. She she she's like a, a privileged white woman. Little Dicky is a mainline man. Yep. So let's address the contents. Should moms get a fast pass to the front of the line at coffee shops? Hey, let's ignore the rest of it. Should they get okay. a fast pass? No, no. Agreed. No one should get a fast pass for no matter what. I I, I just feel like um, unless you're go unless you're in Disney on the Make a Wish tour, I don't know. I, I just don't know if anyone should be able. Lines to, exist for a reason. I mean, what, the, the irony is that you can actually you can pay for a fast pass in Disney actually. So maybe that's a, <laughs> maybe that's a bad example. Maybe that's where she picked it up. She just she just got she went down to Disney. She took her whole perfect two and a half kids down to <laughs> Disney World. She yeah. got the fast pass and she's like, this is fucking great. I need this for Starbucks. I need this for coffee shops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like you you don't get any points for willing for uh, for being a mom. I, look, if, if I can't skip the line being a goddamn veteran who fought for freedom, you can't skip the line for procreating. That's, that, that's what I would say. You know, I'm not going to. Bro, she, you don't know that she's not a veteran, <clears throat> but that's all oh, I do know. She's not a veteran pass. because she didn't mention it. And in fan her, every veteran, you know, we'll fucking talk about it <laughs> at the bottom. We just have a little asterisk that says, by the way, I'm also a veteran she's like wearing. She's like, she's like wearing her husband's camo or her boyfriend's camo getting yelled at because she put it on social media. That, that is last week's topic. Yeah, we are you not go. implying that women have to wear their husband or boyfriend's camouflage in order to be in the military. That is a very specific that is a very specific reference for our loyal listeners who have been with us since the beginning of last week. Since the beginning of time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know, um, I I don't think you should get a pass fast pass just for being just for being a mom. I think it's kind of entitled. How about on Mother's Day? I could see that. I could say like, a, I, could, I could see like a, well, I, I think if, you're, if you want to do that, then just give them a discount. I think that's better than jumping the line. But I, I, you assume this mom, she's like, maybe she's running late. Maybe her kids didn't want to put their shoes on. Anything, right? And, she, and she, she's like, has her daily ritual where she has to go get her coffee and she's running late and she doesn't want to wait in line. And she just sees these hungover 22 year olds get their fucking cortados or whatever. And she's just pissed. I just think it comes from a place of entitlement. I'll be honest. You yeah. Know? You know what? She used to be a hungover 22 year old who slept 10 hours a night, apparently, because she's, it sounds like she's t- talking from experience. Maybe how that's how she became a mom by going out at 22. She looks young. She's a young mom, you know, you're yeah. twi- well, definitely she slept, in her 20s. If, 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 well, that's just it. If she slept 10 hours and she's in line at the coffee shop, that means she's probably an early riser, which means she got to bed early. Yeah. Because in order, like, in that, no, that's she, the thing. It means she slept, she stayed up till, she slept until 11. That's what it means. Well, let's workshop <laughs> this. Let's assume this mom has school-age children. Kids get on the bus around 8, which means as soon as she's at the coffee shop, it's probably 8.30, which means the hungover 22-year-old, even if she just rolled out of bed and walked, you know, Let's say she has a coffee shop at the on the ground floor of her apartment building. Yeah, yeah. she had to have been in bed by like ten, ten thirty. Okay, in order to run into this lady. That's assuming so, the mom is getting there a little early. I think if she's running late or whatever, she could get there a little later. And I think that was when I think the later you go to a coffee shop, the more the more likely you are to run into hungover twenty two year olds. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, final determination on this, and I think I think we are ready. Yep. 
we're, we're dropping the hammer. And I, I, I think we're on the same page. And I, and I hope most of the moms out there would agree that lines exist for a reason. Yeah. And if you want to beat the hungover 22 year old to the coffee shop, get don't there before 11 a.m. Or don't have kids to slow you down, you know, just uh, get there before. You know? 11. No, because if she didn't have kids, she would have bet she'd be there at 11 a.m. too. After yeah, 10 hours. Of I sleep. got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just think, yeah, again, it comes from a place of entitlement. You you do not get extra privileges because because you're a mom. I feel I do feel like if you want to do something special on Mother's Day, just give them a discount. I think they'd appreciate that more than jumping the line. Because what if there's yeah, no line? What if, what if there's no line? Yeah. You know, just have a MILF special. Moms, I'd like to free me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I love Moms, it. I'd like to free coffee. Let, yeah. um, now, that said, we, we did inter- we did inject a little bit of heat on this topic. By assuming that the 22 year old was hungover, which I think is a strong assumption, yeah. unless you're on like the Liberty University campus. Uh, yeah, they're hungover from prayer. You know, there's like, oh, <laughs> I was up all night praying. Then I yeah, got 10 hours yeah. of restless sleep because a demon was tormenting me. Maybe a sleep paralysis demon. I think I, I think BYU is probably more sober than Liberty University. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good question, actually. Um. Because Liberty University, I think, attracts a broader uh, a broader base. Like, there's people that go to Liberty University who aren't Christian conservatives. There aren't that many what? of them. Are, why the hell would you do because that? Because it's convenient and they have affordable online classes. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, some guy I was in the Army with uh, is going to, uh, has gone to Liberty University online. Uh, he now works for Joint Special Operations Command doing some squirrely stuff. I don't really want to talk about it on the Internet, but he's get, <laughs> he's he's getting his either. He has already gotten or is currently getting his degree by Liberty University online. He did say that, like, he took a history class and he's like, everything was from the Christian perspective in the American yeah. history. And he's like, I just wanted to learn about American history. I'm like, well, then don't go to Liberty University. Yeah, I, I, just, <laughs> I just feel like there's more teetotalers in like a, a higher percentage of people going to BYU or Mormon. Yeah. Then Christian conservatives going to Liberty. And I think there's also probably a higher percentage of Mormons that are teetotalers than there are other forms of Christian conservatives. So there's also Jerry Falwell Jr. where he was like, you know, he was like he was caught partying with his pants down on, like, on a boat or something. Oh, so I feel like his wife that was, was sig- fucking the pool boy and he was watching yeah. like it's so I, that would signal the students uh, that it's okay, the undergraduate students that it might be OK to drink on. the Yeah, weekends, just right. Have a, um, have a beer. Relax. If Jerry Falwell Jr. can yeah. have orgies on his yacht, you can have a Coors Light. It's fine. Absolutely. I mean, I yeah, don't recommend absolutely. having he, a Coors Light. I don't disrecommend having a Coors Light. This is a touchy topic because I'm, I'm I came out of the beer scene. Um, yeah, yeah. Have a Coors Light if you want a Coors Light. Drink what you want. Have a Coors Banquet if you want a Coors Light. Get, go treat yourself to a Coors Banquet. I was just in Colorado. I had a few of them. They're, first time I've ever had them. They're pretty good, it's a actually. Feast. They're not bad. True feast. They're not bad. Yeah. It's a yeast yeah. feast. There you go. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, welcome to Yeast Fest. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, that, one's, that, one's, yeah. that one's staying in, but I'm not going to be proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think this mom in this photo too, she's assuming the kids got 20, got 10 hours of sleep, but young people in their twenties can operate on three or four hours of sleep. Like it's no one's business. They could be up partying and still go to class. And, and in, so I think this mom assumes a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's sleeping at any stage in their life in our modern society. We have too many distractions and too many, yeah. too many excesses. And that's There's okay. too much good content on TV. It's too much good TV. You gotta watch. Yeah. Like it's, we're living in the golden age of TV. Uh, so this next segment, I'm actually calling the Virgin Birth Diaries. This one is absolutely insane. It's from R. Am I the Asshole? 
It was posted by user subliminal grandmama. And it's, am okay. I the asshole for telling my daughter subliminal messages can't get her pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, um, the name is very on point for today's episode, subliminal grandma. You want, you got to figure this is a throwaway count and this person who doesn't parade around being a sub- subliminal grandma 365 days a year. <laughs> I would imagine 364 days a year. Then on Mother's Day, she turns on the she turns on the secret radio tower in her garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes all the world's children her grandchildren. Uh, this is a this is a motherly Bond villain. Anyway, so uh, this subliminal grandmama's daughter, Tara, uh, who she calls a 26 female, identifies as asexual. So. Okay. Asexual means you're not interested in having sex with anyone. Mm -hmm. Apparently for the past three years, Tara has wanted to have a baby. Okay. Tara's 26, by the way. So since 23, she's wanting to have a kid. Yep. But she does not want to have sex. So subliminal grandmama has suggested that she go to a sperm bank or have a male friend donate. Okay. But Tara is convinced that she can become pregnant from the power of her mind. Mm, okay well she can um, will it to be uh i mean like if she uses her mind to hook up with a dude probably yeah right <laughs> <laughs> think real hard about which way to swipe <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, so but apparently she's been listening to these things called binaural beats on youtube in order to unlock the power of her mind and grant her a state of fertility uh, and then pregnancy there they're on so um, this this comes up like almost every time they hang out and they keep getting into these screaming matches about whether or not it is actually possible to become pregnant without fertilization. Subliminal grandmama's husband tells her uh, tells her to leave Tara alone because her listening to the videos is not hurting anybody. And in the meantime, you know, maybe they can save up for a sperm donor or adopt a child. There's a lot of other alternatives. And, and, and dad says that there's nothing wrong in believing in miracles. <laughs> OK, yeah, sure. So there's right. a lot to unpack here. Like, I, I think in, in some ways we've devoted a lot of the episode to this topic because there's a lot of claims being made. Um, surface analysis. Is this person an asshole for telling her daughter that she cannot get pregnant without fertilization? I just feel like sometimes, you know, parents have tough love. And I think this might be one of those times because I think she's just, she's just being real with her daughter. She's like, um, we don't know these people's backgrounds at all, but you got to figure the, the, the simple little grandma here is just, I'll just go ahead and say she's not the asshole because she's just, she's just being real. She's just like being honest with how the human body works. Right. Like maybe, maybe her delivery, uh, maybe her delivery is off because it does apparently end in shouting matches, but shouting matches are a match. You know, it takes two to tango. Yeah. So in context of how the message is being delivered, maybe everybody sucks. However, I think that subliminal grandmama is actually being a good mother. Happy, happy yeah. Mother's Day, subliminal grandmama. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're doing you're doing good work. That said, Tara, science tells us. Yeah. That you cannot get pregnant without fertilization. However, there have been many reported virgin births. Yeah, I'm sure there have. Yeah, There's like, one just very like, famous just, one. Yeah, which I don't want to spend. We've a whole already lot of time we've already talked about, about it. it, it yeah. Look it up on your Christian calendar. It's it's called the Annunciation. Uh, followed yeah. thereafter, nine months later, presumably 
uh, in Christmas. That said, on December 17th, 2013, the British Medical Journal published an article titled, Like a Virgin, in parentheses, <laughs> Mother, Analysis of Data from a Longitudinal U.S. Population Representative Sample Survey. Okay. And what they found was that in a survey of, I think it was like seven, it was almost 8,000 women, 45 of the women reported at least one virgin pregnancy unrelated to the use of of assisted reproductive technology. All right. So now we're getting a little into the limits of social science methodology, because <laughs> this is relying on people to be honest. And it seems that it seems that at least 45 people are not being honest here <laughs> is what I would say. So I think this, I'm not sure what journal was this published in? Uh, this is the British medical journal. A British Medical Journal. Okay, yep. so I was thinking maybe this is going to be like a social science thing because you're just relying on, pe on people's good nature, to be honest. And it sounds like 45 people were just like fucking with these researchers and they went ahead and published and they went through peer review, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of wild. Well, I think it made their conclusions interesting. So the 45 people represents 0.5% of the women. 0.5% of the women consistently affirmed their status as virgins and did not use assisted reproductive technology yet reported virgin births. Even that with numerous enhancements and safeguards to optimize reporting accuracy, researchers may still face challenges in the collection and analysis of yeah. self-reported data yeah. on potentially sensitive topics. It, that's what I, there you and go. And they identified exactly. a couple yeah. factors. One, religious pressure to maintain chastity. Because I believe the, I believe the actual research was done in North Carolina. <laughs> okay, that changes, yeah, that changes things. The, the god of, of vinegar barbecue came down and impregnated all these women, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, man, you, you throw some, uh, I, I love a, a vinegar or mustard-based barbecue sauce, man. You throw that in front of me and I'll, I will look pregnant by the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll feel pregnant by the end of the day. So there's also, uh, in addition to religious pressures to maintain chastity, there's also cultural factors that define virginity uh, differently between communities and individuals. So what one person considers to be virgin might not be what yeah. somebody else does. You can talk about physical virginity in which the hymen's intact or not intact. Yeah. There's some people who go through like surgery to restore their virginity. Uh, the other, and this, is, this, this gets a little bit darker, sexual assault's widely underreported, uh, yeah. which means that there might be a reluctance to report sexual activity inside of that cohort because in doing so, like women in the study were between the ages of, I think, 15 and 35. So you may have cases of underage people having consensual sex, or you may have child abuse going unreported, okay. yep. or you may yep. have sexual assault going unreported. Those three factors, definition, religious pressure and underreporting of sexual assault could all explain those 45 alleged virgin births. I think it's much more likely that these people are just like trolling a survey. I, I think that they're just, I think well, they actually like became pregnant though. Yeah, they actually became pregnant, but they're fucking with people by saying they didn't have sex or, or in vitro fertilization. It's or some possible. Other way so I, I will throw in yeah. there. I, I will throw in Tom, Tom Foolery shenanigans as, as possible factor number four to explain all the virgin births. I think that should go to one. I think that's the most most likely explanation. I would say I would put it at number four. But that's me. You, we we can we can agree to disagree. We both agree that it's a factor. You just believe in miracles, is the I, thing. And I, <laughs> and I I do believe in miracles. You sexy thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So now I'm gonna get pregnant. <laughs> Which leads me to another condition previously called hysterical pregnancy. That is a dated 
medically incorrect term because the idea of hysteria is that women go insane because their uterus becomes unmoored inside of their body and floats around. This is this is ancient Greek diagnosis. I was going to say that lasted yeah. until more or less the 20th century. <laughs> it just kind of reminds me in, the, in medieval times, uh, you know, looking at around the 1400s, a little bit before that, it was common knowledge, at least in France, that for a woman to conceive, she would have to have an orgasm during during sex. I mean, that's just good policy. <laughs> yeah, it is. But um, I will allow that misconception to live on. Happy Mother's Day. I love the use of misconception. There. That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but nowadays they call it false pregnancy because I, okay. I guess people have come to terms with the fact that women have brains that work like brains. The condition can manifest in psychological and physical signs of pregnancy, and they range from people who convince themselves that they're pregnant without physical symptoms to someone who believes they're pregnant due to physical uh, signs such as tender breasts with secretions or abdominal growth or delayed menstrual periods and and subjective feelings of a moving fetus. Examination, ultrasound, and pregnancy tests can be used to rule out a false pregnancy. So I actually have a I actually had a friend who had this condition. She started lactating. Hmm. It turns out she had a thyroid problem. She wasn't pregnant, but it would be perfectly reasonable for her to say, hey, wait a second. I might be with child. Yeah. At which Um, point you just drop to your knees and you pray for guidance. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How'd this happen? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So a, a false pregnancy can be psychological. It can be physical. But that led me down an even deeper rabbit hole to something called a cryptic pregnancy. No, because this is another made up like thing, I'm sure. All right. So a cryptic pregnancy is a pregnancy that is purported to last longer than the regular gestational period. Okay. And is unprovable using our known scientific methods for determining pregnancy. How? Why? Uh, Why How's it unprovable? uh, Because the person's not pregnant. You can prove someone's not pregnant. Yeah. Through blood tests, urine tests ultrasounds. Yeah. Where does the impossibility come in? So let, let me get, let, I, I think it'd be helpful if I give an example. So a woman, okay. a woman named oh, Zona appeared on the Dr. Off Phil strong show. Here. <laughs> uh, Dr. Phil, by the way, uh, since we're a fact checking podcast, not a real doctor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she claimed to have gotten pregnant at 40 and was still gestating at age 43. Okay. Well, unless she's an elephant, because elephants are pregnant about two years. So she had the elephants. She's at three. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's an elephant and a half. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Phil, perhaps for the first time in his life, functioning as a medical uh, as a medical authority, provided her with an ultrasound, blood and urine test showing no baby. Okay, so she so then it was proved that she is not pregnant. That's she doesn't believe it. Of course. Yeah, that's OK. <laughs> she doesn't ha- she doesn't have to believe it. But like so- like empiricism is shown. Right. Yeah. We, we can observe so that she's not pregnant. I, I kind of looked into this and there is an entire online community. Dedicated to perpetuating this idea of a cryptic pregnancy, they state that a cryptic pregnancy can go undetectable by scientific methods. For as many as 14 years. <laughs> so, no. okay. And, it, and it's typically older women. And it just so happens that many of the signs of being pregnant also correspond with signs of perimenopause or menopause. So things like heat flashes, mood swings. Ah, okay. So okay. what's happening is like these women, possibly 40 years old, start experiencing changes to their body, which they associate with pregnancy. So it's, they, they trick themselves into thinking they're pregnant or they, they lie to themselves, essentially. That would be the that would be the medical consensus. I'm not saying that cryptic pregnancies aren't real. I'm just saying that they're 
like Bigfoot and other cryptids, probably not real. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say the cryptic pregnancy does not exist. And it also, it kind of sounds like some of these people have mental illness. Yeah, this is a this is a mental. Uh, this is undoubtedly a a mental health or mental uh, mental stability issue. It could be people in denial about their age. Come in people that lost a pregnancy later on or earlier. Could be somebody who lost a pregnancy or somebody who's yeah. just outright seeking attention. I mean, Zona did go on to the Dr. Phil show to talk about her three-year pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is certainly yeah. attention-seeking yeah. behavior. She wasn't keeping yeah. it on the DL. So the explanation that's offered by the uh, by these online communities is basically that because cryptic pregnancies tend to happen in women who are over the age of 40, that the biological changes that happen as a woman ages actually slow down the gestation period, which results in a baby forming over a much longer period of time. And to explain the failure of blood and urine tests, they say that because of the hormonal changes, they're not they're not secreting hormones at the same rate that a younger pregnant woman would. So it's it's slowing the growth of the baby. It's diminishing the hormone, the presence of hormones in the blood and urine. And then the other thing they point to to get around the ultrasound is that they have a double uterus or an abnormally shaped uterus that hides the baby from the ultrasound. It's a baby in Um, occlusion. Has any of these uh, so-called pregnant women claimed to have given birth after a cryptic pregnancy? Well, that's just it. I, I, I didn't see any cited examples. But these women could theoretically get pregnant, which means you could be cryptically pregnant for years, quote unquote, right, and then actually get pregnant and then be like, yep, see, there's my baby and there's your proof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which kind of put if you're inside of an online community that is undoubtedly an echo chamber. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Saying, hey, I finally had my baby. It only took 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, were these women not drinking for 14 years or were they like not indulging in, you know, were they not using drugs or were they not? Were they not having fun for 14 years because they thought they were pregnant? That seems like a waste to me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I can't speak to the individual habits of the women who were pregnant or not pregnant or believed that they were pregnant. Uh, I have to assume that anybody who has latched on to this idea that they are pregnant for a biologically impossible period of time would be willing to commit to the type of lifestyle that that a pregnancy requires. Yeah. The last part of this that I wanted to take a quick just just describe what it is because they mention it binaural beats. So oh, yeah, binaural right. beats are this idea that if you play two different frequencies, one frequency in the left ear, one another frequency in the right ear, that they meet in a, your brain basically combines them into an uh, an averaged out frequency. So let's say you have okay. 40, 40 hertz in one ear and 60 hertz in the other ear, you would hear 50 hertz. And that All this right. triggers that some sort of psychological response or physiological response in your body. So I, I looked up- I believe that. I think that definitely is true. Well, the, the, and the, there's there's limited clinical evidence to to support this. However, let's just let's just ignore that. I, I went on YouTube and I looked up some of these binaural beats and I've been listening to fertility binaural beats. You are now pregnant. I am. Well, due to the extremely low presence of estrogen in my system as a biological male, uh, it's probably going to take 10 to 15 years. For this baby to pop there out. There you go. And I don't know where. There you go. I don't know how it's going to get out. I saw a movie where the baby like clawed its way out, but I'm assuming the father of this child is not the devil. (laughs) I look forward to my first mother's day. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. In, in three years or whatever. In three to 15 yeah. years. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I, I, I've been listening to the binaural beats. They're actually, they're, they're really soothing. I actually, I listened to them the entire time that I prepped notes for this episode. And that's why this episode's so good because it made my mind focused and fertile with baby information. But speaking of a fertile ground for information, we do have a promo for you today. A friend of the show, uh, Shane was actually our first guest. What's Shaking with Shanner's podcast. Um, he drops episodes every every so often, whenever he wants, about, about a month or so. But he just goes into the nerdy, geeky, and absurd. You can go ahead and listen to him right now. What's, What's Shaking with, with Shaner? The podcast that celebrates the passion and the madness of the geek, the nerd, and often the absurd. Yay! With your host, Shaking Shaner. Hey everybody, this is Shaken Shaner, the host of What's Shaken with Shaner, where we always embark on a journey into the passion and madness of the geek, the nerd, and often the absurd. We get deep down into those odysseys and curiosities that generally do not come up in casual conversations with the norms, which really is the premise of our show. To listen to What's Shaking with Shaner? You can find us on all platforms, or you can head over to our website, shakenshaner.com. That's right, shakenshaner.com. There is no G in shaken. I really hope you give our show a try. You won't be disappointed. Thank you. So yeah, listen to listen to Shane. Check him out. Uh, I believe Matt will be guesting on his show. Uh, you're recording with him in about 20 minutes, so we got to wrap this motherfucker up. Mother lover yep. up because it's Mother's Day. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and I believe you brought one more topic to the table. Yeah. So, so I was perusing around Twitter. Um, the, the internet's maybe one of the worst cesspools on the internet currently right now. Now the four chan and eight chan got taken down officially. Um, and this is this is kind of a familiar topic for us because I'll, I'll explain in a second here. So we have a sign on a wooden telephone post, like you know, like where, like where you would put the "I lost my dog" sign or something like that, right? And it's written in crayon, supposed to be from a child, and it's hilarious. It says, "My mom, my mom won't buy me airsoft because quote I'm a." girl. When I was four, my mom took me on the wave runner and ran over two man and didn't tell anyone exposing my mom.com. And there's like a little wallet picture. It's the lower <laughs> left hand corner of, of this person. So this is a girl uh, who does not understand how to spell the word by because it's by, but does understand the appropriate place to put quotes. So I think that's a first indication that this might not be an actual girl who wrote this, like a little girl who wrote this. I think that the dead giveaway for me was Matt sent this to me and I'm like, oh, this format seems very familiar. You mm -hmm. may recall exactly. when we had Kalia from the Horse in Room 6 on on our episode, uh, the Horse in Room 6 dealt with a similar meme where a there's a poster stapled to a telephone pole about a guy who's having peppers thrown down his chimney. <laughs> and we, and we determined yeah, that that was not in fact real. Go back, listen to the episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. So if you go to exposingmymom.com, it says, my mom is Samantha Peebles. She's awful. She says I can't have an airsoft gun. I guess because it's not a dress and dolls. I told her if I can't have the gun, I will expose her. In March of the year 2020, we went on our wave runner jet ski and she ran over two men. They screamed for a second and then stopped. The water was full of red <laughs> blood and my mom, Samantha P, said, don't tell anyone about this. And then it's got a picture it's got a, of a Yamaha yeah. wave runner and 
though that wallet size photo bl- uh, blown up. And then at the bottom, like- at the bottom, there's a link that says contact my mom. Okay, so what happens when you click that link? Uh, it takes you to Alan Wagner's Patreon page. Now, how? Okay, so here you go. This is the this is the pepper guy. This is the pepper guy. The- Alan Wagner is a comedian on Twitter, and this is one of his favorite meme formats where you have like the 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 publicly posted handmade flyer asserting some sort of absurd situation that is on its surface and beneath the surface hilarious. Yeah, l- l- like your mom running over a jet ski. And th- in this original crayon sign that's on this telephone pole, it's a picture of two people on a jet ski and then like a dead body with like an arm <laughs> in the water. So it's like this little kid really like must have made an impression on them. Right. Um, and also, too, w- when when you go to exposingmymom.com, again, you misspell airsoft, but you get the quotes right. And so, like, come on, there's no little girl who doesn't know how to spell airsoft that knows the appropriate place to put the quotes. Yeah, right? Alan, get your shit together. Together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I'm starting to. I'm starting to feel like this guy. He really isn't on the up and He's up. Not. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. all, all he does is repost all these signs he sees around his community. Uh, but you can find yeah. him at True Wagner on Twitter. I think his feed is absolutely phenomenal, and uh, he's actually got a, a video pinned right now that I think we're gonna we're going to retweet after this episode comes out because it's fucking hilarious. And I'm not going to spoil it. Just tune in. But while you're on the internet checking things out, you should probably check out the music of Rick Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Rick Reynolds is not a mom, but he is one bad mother. And you can find there him you go. on Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify, and at Rick Reynolds on Instagram. Yeah, and we're on social media, too. You can follow Rick or Pot on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can also chat with us on the Cast Junkie Discord server, where we have a channel. You can talk about recent episodes and chat with us in real time about whatever you want. But public service announcement do not go on that discord channel to talk to us before you call your mom yeah absolutely there's a jewish bakery in town in dc called call your mother i think it's a great (laughs) it's a great uh great marketing that's fantastic um at this point at the point that this episode airs it's going to be two days after mother's day so if you if you forgot to call your mom on sunday get your ass on the phone right now yeah, maybe we should have had a Mother's Day episode be our last episode because it would come out before Mother's Day, but still the week of. Well, so maybe next year we'll do that. Maybe you know? maybe next year we'll do that. But I think Mother's Day fell closer to this episode, so I'm, I'm OK with yeah. it. And honestly, I think I'm going to tell my mom Happy Mother's Day. And you are, too. It sounds like you've got plans. But if between now and next week you find out about a horrific true crime on the Internet involving a wave runner and two deceased men <laughs> and you want to find out if it's true. And if you want to find out if your mom did it. (laughs) Oh, your mom did it at least once. (laughs) (laughs) And we have the receipts. Not if you're having cryptic. Not if you're the result of a cryptic pregnancy. Oh, well, no. Binaural beats. Technically, I don't think we concluded that binaural beats aren't going to make you pregnant because the, the YouTube videos are for people who are trying to get pregnant through the traditional means, just trying to increase their fertilization. They're not auto. It's not auto and fertilization, auto fertilization. Yeah, uh, it, that's actually called parthenogenesis. And it's how Athena was born oh. in antiquity. Oh, interesting. Interesting. OK. And you don't have time to check. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we encourage you to call your mom and check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart, and it won't change.